I mean, he's thankful to know this stone that has, has fell upon this stone. That's the important part. Amen. To you have found this stone and fell upon it. Amen. And by doing that, praise God. Thank God for the win. Amen. And if your pastor was gifted enough to memorize everything, we would just do that. But uh, there's, I'm, there's so much in the Word, and I promise you, I can hold you easily today about two hours. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> I don't plan to do that, but, but I feel it strongly. The house on the rock. Thank God for the rock. The rock that we know by name, we know him by his spirit, we know him by his word. Amen. And an hour that we're living in where there's a lot of people now questioning and not so sure maybe of their fellowship or relationship with their God. There's some experiencing their God failing them because they had to shut their gods down. They had to close their facilities. They had to keep them from going and they don't have, you know, don't have access to find that place of joy. But I'm glad that you and I, that even if we're not able to gather as like we would like to gather, but we can gather in spirit, we can gather in prayer, and we can feel the prayers of one another. How many's ever felt that when you was facing a situation, even though you didn't make physical contact with, contact with your local assembly, but the word was put out by phone or text or by word of mouth, and you began to feel immediately the results, amen, of, of, the, of the rest of the body praying and interceding and crying out for the head, amen, that all the members are connected to, hallelujah, to begin to respond unto the need of that particular one. And so it's just great to be here today. If you have our focus first, our focus thought, just like the wise man, we must build our lives upon the rock, the wise man. How many figures you're wise today? <laughs> Amen. We're a little hesitant of doing that, aren't we? But uh, anybody, regardless of your education and your walk upon this earth, hallelujah, and some may call you at times foolish or ignorant or simple. Those really are terms that's not as bad as we make them out to be simply a man as unknowing. That's simply what they mean. There's a lot of things that we're unknowing about. Just like this world facing this virus that we're facing today. It's unknowing unto them. So they don't have a vaccine yet. They don't have a means or a way of dealing with it. And they are unsure about tomorrow. But you know what? You and I as true worshipers of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're sure of who's got our tomorrow. He's already got it all mapped out. And he's the author and finisher. And he didn't start something in us for it to wind up to be a waste and cast to the to the wayside but his purpose amen of filling these earthen vessels with his kingdom which is his spirit amen is for us to become a finished product of obtaining and receiving that inheritance from the Lord our lesson text is going to be taken out of Matthew 7 24 through 27 uh, I won't read that, and uh, but uh, let's pray. Let's ask God for his uh, power and anointing. We'll just continue here this morning, uh, not only to fill these automobiles, but fill the hearts and lives and souls that have gathered here. But not only you that are gathered here in the automobiles, others I've heard report 
several reports, all of them positive. I have, I have not heard the first negative report out of our community, but I've heard a number of people that's in earshot of us. Uh, I had one come in this week and said, y'all needed to turn it up a little bit last week. The winds, I couldn't quite hear it as well as I've been hearing the past two Sundays. So if you don't mind, turn it up a little bit. There's been a lot of bragging on the singing and the, the ministry and just the service itself. And so we pray that God's hand would just reach out and touch all that has an ear to hear. If it's ever been a time that we all need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church and moving upon this earth, it's now. I want to be saved. How about you? I want to finish the journey. I want to be the product that God desires me to be. Amen. For this thing is over with. We want to be that complete product, the finished parts. Amen. So we're going to like a lot of this and the houses and building and things of that nature. God bless you. And you may be seated. And uh, let's pray. God, we love you and appreciate you this morning. Let us give thanks unto you as the living God. Amen. There's none beside or like it unto you. There is no other name given. We're so thankful for the revelation. We're so thankful for your presence and your touch and anointing upon this service thus far. We ask you to help us as an earthen vessel. Help us do a good job. Touch our minds. Loose our tongues. Anoint the ears to hear your word. They can hear what you're speaking to each and every one of them. Bind up the devil. Bind up the prince of the air that he would not have the power or the ability to twist or distort the word this morning. But God, it would find its mark. It would find its place because your word is promised unto us. He would not go out void, but he would bring back, God, that that would be pleasing unto you. And that means the saving of our souls that we would attain eternity through the blood and the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. God bless you and you may be seated. Love you and appreciate you. Praise God. It's so good to see each one of you here today. And may the Lord richly bless you. Hallelujah. I trust and know he already has. We also want to take a moment. We need to have special prayer throughout this coming week. I didn't ask Sister Woods for this, but I don't think she would mind to pray for her family. Pray for the Hicks family likewise. Also, and I don't have a name and it might be best we don't, but there was another incident that took place at the school and uh, an eighth grader had took his life Monday morning and uh, we need to pray for that family, the school and all that will no doubt have to face that and uh, what a troubling time, you know, those are very, very difficult times. But in this time, that adds to that because of the stipulations of not being able to associate and assemble and, and lend that helping hand. I can't tell you how often you that you have helped families and loved ones when they lost a loved one. Uh, just your presence. You didn't, they didn't expect you to come say a magic word. They didn't expect any of that, but just your presence showing up, bringing a little food, amen, bringing a little comfort, and just being there to gird them up and strengthen them and so we're, we're limited to, to be able to do that at this present time so they need our prayers in a different way because watch this God can send angels that are not limited they couldn't keep them out of jail houses they can't keep them amen and our law our government's not out to try to keep them out of these situations but what I'm telling you they can walk in a man a man man may not notice them but I'm telling you God can send angels a man in his presence to comfort and to minister and help them such an hour and a time. I can only imagine as a parent, a man of, of how, when I would respond to such a situation like that, to, 
And no doubt without God's help, amen, it would be impossible, amen, to accomplish or achieve that. So no doubt they're going to need our prayers that God would be with them and comfort and, 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 and just work in such a special way. I believe God can make the best of any situation. I don't care how bad it is. I believe God can make the best of it. And that's what we're asking him to do. Amen. All right. We begin into this lesson. I'm going to try my best. I got three pages of scriptures and then about three or four pages of the lesson itself. Amen. But we're going to do our best. Amen. To cover as much as this as we possibly can. Amen. The writer started out talking about where some, you know, because of the view, they build their houses out on the beaches. Amen. And But he talked about the different storms that came to Florida and, and what to have it, it brought upon that particular state and how those million dollar homes wasn't so so fine to live in and most probably most all of them that's on those beaches amen when storms and hurricanes come their way they still have to evacuate amen and get out of those million dollar homes regardless of how much money they put into them and things of that nature but I'm glad this morning that I can say with confidence and assurance that I'm built upon a sure foundation that's prepared for the storms of life that is prepared amen for the difficulties of time and nothing going to catch this stone this foundation that you and I build upon this morning it is not going to catch it by surprise it's not going to catch it in a form or a manner amen that would uh, uh, cause it to crack or to begin to shift out from under us uh, let me say this we're in sifting times amen and you can you can anything that can be shaken will be shaken and so if you can keep the foundation of a building from moving most of the rest of the building can survive the storm but once the foundation begins to crack or begin to give way amen to the storm or to the elements of a storm regardless if it's water wind amen or whatever it might be I'm glad I'm built upon a sure foundation this morning that God promised amen before the first Adam through the man called Jesus Christ that was in the plan of God and in the mind of God before they were the very the first Adam and through this man called Jesus Christ I feel my helper here today hallelujah through this man called Jesus Christ. I know we're living in a world that a lot of people put makes man and try to make them idols but the only one that you can worship as God and the almighty God is a man called Jesus Christ and there's life in this man. He brought a quickening spirit and he puts it inside of you and I that even when they pick this old body and put it in the ground because we own a sure foundation and we got a hope in a man called Jesus. Hallelujah. Death is not going to gain the victory. Death, amen, Where's your victory? Sin, amen, where's your sting? I've been washed in the blood of a man called Jesus. And now I'm not going to stay in the grave. Oh, it's good to feel the Holy Ghost, isn't it? It's so, we're so thankful to be a part of this. Proverbs, he really starts out when he talks about building a house. Proverbs helps us out with this in Proverbs 24 and 27. Prepare thy work without, and make it fit for thyself in the field. And afterwards, build thine house. Anybody ever build a new house? Anybody ever had to go and bought a piece of land? Maybe 10 acres, 20 acres, or 2 acres. But on that 2 acres, there were trees and all different kind of things. And so preparation had to be made to the soil first. 
amen, to the ground that, that was without. You had to go in with bulldozers or tracos. You begin had to clear the land out. But that wasn't the only thing you've done. Amen. It's not a wise thing in the natural and definitely not in the spiritual to build upon just the top ground. When we begin to pour, amen, all this cement that you're looking at. Amen. In this particular building, the size of it. Amen. That cement didn't get there by itself. It had to be what we called form boards that had to be put in and had to be staked out. That when that cement, but that's not all. There had to be some footers, amen, put us on the outside of this building. There were some footers that put down through the center of this building. I'm glad, amen, I got some footers. Hallelujah's been dug down, amen, to a solid rock, to a rock that's unmoving. I'm telling you, the winds has blown against it. The waters has warred against it. The fires try to burn it up. But oh, I'm telling you, the foundation's not going to burn up. The foundation's not going to crack and crumble away. I'm telling you, amen, in the world and the time and the generation I'm living in right now. God's going to manifest himself and show himself. Amen. Just as powerful. Hey, I'm telling you, God's tired of just being a storybook out of the Bible. God wants to manifest who he really is and what he really can do. And he can do it through you and I as earthen vessels built on the sure foundation. Oh, I'm telling you, God's in the miracle working business. That song has fed so well here this morning. Praise God, praise God. We need a miracle. This world needs a miracle. It's in Jesus Christ. If all the officials would really join together and would really call on the Christians and say, you know what? Let's join with them. Let's come together and call another national day of prayer. Let's call on the only name there is to call on. That name being Jesus. The only name that demons and demonic forces have to submit to. The only name that you can find remission and washing away of sins. The only name that you can find salvation in. The only name and the only stone there is. And the only stone that's ever been given. A stone that was rejected but yet rejected by his own. But received by those that didn't even call on him. Received by those that wasn't crying out to him. But God said I'm fixing to go to a nation now. Hallelujah. And that stone's not just going to be a chief cornerstone. Amen. I'm going to make it the head. The head of the church. Hallelujah. The living God. I'm glad to know him by the head. He's not just a stone in my life but he's the head. That means he's the authority and government power within my life. It means I'm not making from day to day. I've heard a couple of people make the statements that I believe it was the mayor, New York, made the statements and fear gripped many when he made the statement. Now he made that statement because he don't know the Bible. I can say that with assurance because he made the statement that they hadn't accomplished what they've accomplished. Amen. He said, God didn't do this. <laughs> he won't live and walk and move without God. <laughs> Good or evil, without God, you can't put one foot in front of the other. Without God, your heart will quit beating. Without God, the lungs will quit working. Without God, you can't exist, both good or evil. That's the reason God's sovereign in all of it. Hallelujah. That's the reason the devil can only do what God allows him and what we give himself to do. If, some, if the world would quit, quit giving the devil so much room, he wouldn't do near as much. Uh, I'm going to try not to jump a bunch of rabbits here this morning. Praise God. But, but the first thing that needs to be done, you've got to go out there. Now watch this. I didn't mention. But, but now you've got to dig down in this new territory. 
You can't go out there after you got up all the stumps and roots. And, you know, and watch this. You can't go out there either and just cut all them trees down, level the ground, and just build on top of them. Had a guy come in the hardware store. It's been over a year or so ago. He was getting some material, baking some, adding on to his house, going to move his mother in. He got to talking to me. He said, and, and he was somewhere up toward North Mississippi, up that way somewhere. Uh, anyway, in the 70s, they went back and built a housing project on top of a dump. An old big garbage dump they had. They didn't go in and dig it out. They just went in and covered it up. And they covered it up with several, several feet of red dirt and all that and thought it would hold. But now they're facing a time where these houses in this subdivision is beginning to crack. They're beginning to lean and fall and crumble under. Out from under them, they realize they're in a state and in a situation and facing a situation. Amen. That there's not a whole lot they can do about it without going in because, amen, no matter what you're doing, when that's, when that's giving way, way underneath, hallelujah, there's nothing to sustain you, nothing to supply you. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm serving one this morning. Hallelujah. He's my supplier. Hallelujah. He will sustain me. Hallelujah. He'll see you and I through as we have cast our lot with none other but Jesus Christ. As we have put our confidence in nothing but the word, sure word of God. I'm glad this morning that we believe that this is the word of God. Not man's word, but God's word. God's word that's been given to man. And so we're building upon the sure word of God. And the sure word of God is promising man to be in the heavens. It's unchangeable. It's the only settled thing, established thing there is. Everything else is subject to change. Everything else is subject to come under submission on the power or the influence of a storm or a shifting and a shaking, but not the word of God. Hallelujah. It's not going to change. What it will do, it'll change you and I. It'll change the way we live. It'll change the way we believe. It'll change the way we talk and walk. Hallelujah. It'll make us an overcomer by his word that abides within us. Amen. David said, Amen. Hide thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Amen. When you got the word of God, it's like a sword. Amen. It'll annihilate and destroy the enemy and the attack of the enemy. The word is going to hold us through, ladies and gentlemen. Now we are given warning in Luke the 14th chapter. And, and I just can't help but believe that maybe this is some of the problem of our day. Lord, I got so much I want to talk about. First Kings 5, we get a little example about stones. This is the temple that Solomon actually built. And there it talks about in that 17th verse how the king had commanded and they brought, the Bible said, great stones, costly stones, and hewed stones and to lay the foundation of the house. Amen. He's bringing them big enough that they would move. And once you begin to lock them together and bind them together and unite them together. I'm telling you, the church will never be defeated by outside elements. I'm going to say it again. You can't defeat the church. The devil cannot overpower the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I built this church on a rock. A sure foundation. Unmovable. That hasn't changed. I don't care if it is 2020. I don't care how wise man's became. And with all of his technology. There's some things that's forever settled and anchored. And I'm telling you if you don't listen to the father of lies called the devil. And you just stay with the word of God. Let the winds blow. Let them blow and howl and let them do what they want to do. But I'm telling you we stand on the sure word of God. We got some promises of eternal life. And a body, amen, that'll feel no pain. A body that'll know know anything about agony and death and sorrow and tears. Hallelujah. There's an inheritance that's laid up through the sewer stone called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.
Praise God. But anyway, hallelujah, let me. When you begin to talk about, and I've, I've made mention this in my preaching before, blueprints. <laughs> I used this illustration one time. If you had lots of money, two or three million dollars, and um, you didn't want no part of building it, but you had a set of blueprints, you got the architect, and he, he drawed them up, and you were satisfied, and you signed them off. You hired your contractor. You gave those blueprints to that contractor, and you already had in your mind's eye by the blueprints what this house is going to look like. I mean, the architect had some pictures of it, and man, it's, it's, it was a dream house. This is what you, you're looking for and desiring. But you told them, said, hey, hallelujah, here's the land. Here's the blueprints. I'm putting a million dollars inside this account right here. Hey, man, it don't take but 500000 to build it, but I'm going to put a million in there. I don't know excuses. But when I drive up in this parking lot with my wife and my family, I want this house to look just like this blueprint. <laughs> but you know what? The old, arc, uh, the, old the, the builder, because watch this. Each and every one of us is our own builder. You know what shuts God down? Unbelief. Disobedience. As awesome and as powerful as God is. To give life and to take life. To cause storms and to stop them. I'm telling you, each one of us, we build our own. Paul put it this way. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Let me say this. Paul didn't give much, no options at all about the foundation. Okay? He didn't give no options there. There's one foundation. He didn't give them, you know, you can, you can do this and you can do that. But I tell you what he did do. He said, but if you'll get on the right foundation, even though you may build out of wood, hay, and stubble, and fires come and devours all your work, because you have built upon the right foundation, you can be saved. But whenever you build on the wrong foundation, and it's not lining up to the Word of God, and to the instructions of the Word of God, it doesn't matter how you build upon that foundation. You can take number one material. You can take gold and silver. You can take precious stones. And you can build upon that foundation. But because a foundation wouldn't build the way the Word of God has instructed us and taught us, I'm telling you, it's going to be a great fall. And that's the, that's the parable. That's the instructions, amen, that Jesus has given unto us. He says, a wise man will dig down, amen, amen, and build upon a sure rock that will not be moved or shaken Hallelujah, hallelujah. But a foolish man, hallelujah, just build on the sand. Why do you and I don't want to build on sand? Sand will shift on you. Sand will move on you. But if you'll get a sure foundation, it won't move. And stay with it. And stay on the foundation. At least it gives you a leadway. And the grace of God and by the mercy of God. And how you build thereupon. But you know what? I believe God wants his church to build off of some, with some stone and gold and silver. Could it be? that he's purifying the silver right now? Could it be that he's purifying the gold right now? Could it be that he's sending it through the fire, not just the world but the church, sending it through the fire to purify it? Amen. That he can use it like he's never used it before. That he can trust it with his love. He can trust it with his power. He can trust it with his anointing. That when we lay our hands on the sick, they shall recover. When we pray for the lost and love, they shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> uh, my, my. Hallelujah. Spiritual house. See, when you talk about this, I liken this unto a physical house. But the real lesson is about a spiritual house. Amen. In this earthen vessel. And even our lesson talks about that. It moves on to that. He says, His word guides us with a plan of salvation. But it gives direction 
on how to live a victorious life and to resist sin and to overcome temptation. He says in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's the reason we preach. They can believe what they want to believe. But I'm telling you, salvation's in one name, and that name is Jesus. For no other name has been given to us. And so if there's ever been a time that we need to surrender our relationships and our passions and desires unto the Lord, it's now. Amen. To give ourselves unto obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We got to obey it. We got to accomplish and achieve what he wants. So one of the first things the writer brings to our attention about our lesson today. Amen. When you begin to listen to the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We know that the forerunner called John the Baptist preached the same message. Hallelujah. The preach. Amen. He preached repentance. And baptism in water. But Jesus Christ came along now. And he begins to preach unto us. And I want to use a few scriptures if you don't mind. Hallelujah. How he began to call. And he called upon sinners. Now watch this. Jesus didn't come to save the righteous. But he come, amen, to the sinners to repentance. Hallelujah. Repentance is being making about face turn. It's a transforming or a changing. Becoming a new creation. It's beginning to love the things that you once hated. And hate the things that you once loved. That's the reason, amen, Christians are crossed world sometimes causes confusion and unbelievers because they didn't change their lifestyles because they didn't change their habits because they didn't get deliverance from their addictions but I'm telling you greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world that means he's greater than every addiction that means he's greater than every temptation that doesn't mean that we live a life that's so so pure and so upright that you can no but I'm telling you by his grace but neither are we servants of sin there's a vast difference between the two you can't serve sin day in and day out you can't walk in darkness, amen, and stay on the sure foundation. Hallelujah, when you're on the sure foundation. Hallelujah, anybody can be a witness about the Holy Ghost saying, aunt, 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 you can't do that. Whoa, whoa, hold up, wait a minute. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> It'll help us. It'll guide us. Jesus taught us in Matthew 4 and 17. Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark 6 and 12. They went out and preached that men should repent. This is one of these things we ought to do. It's really not an option. This is what we ought to do. Is repent and turn from our wickedness. Apostles followed this same blueprint. Amen. That was set forth by Jesus Christ. Amen. You can read it in Acts 3 and 19. This is a message. Amen. Of the apostle Peter. This is following after the, the first miracle that it took. Notable miracle that took place in the beginning of this particular chapter. And the great host because the one that was leaping and worshiping and magnifying God. Gathered and got their attention and they were listening to Peter. And now Peter speaks unto them after saying a lot. But here in this particular sermon. Amen. He said repent ye therefore and be converted. Converted, amen, means to have an inner change that your sins may be blotted out. Hallelujah. I'm glad my sins have been blotted out by the blood of Christ. It wasn't my own works. It wasn't my own doing. I just had an ear to hear what the Word of God said. I believe it as the Word of God. And when you believe it as the Word of God and obey the Word of God, you get the results of God. Now watch me. Could it be the reason so many, amen, that calls themselves Christians is not living the victorious life they ought to be living? It's because they never got down and dug down and got on the right foundation and had the right foundation experience, which is repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, the infant 
filling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. An empty vessel that's just repentant but never filled with nothing else or find itself vulnerable and open to the enemy. And when that old, dirty, rotten, ugly spirit comes back and finds it clean, amen, it'll go out to find seven more and come and fill up the house. That house happens to be this earthen vessel. That house that I'm talking about, amen, it's got to be built on the sure foundation. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ and the gospel. Hallelujah. It's the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You build it on the sure foundation. On that sure foundation, I can find the help and strength and ability to live an overcoming life even in this uncertain world and hour and generation that I'm living in. Woo! My, my, my. Well, I'm glad I'm not trapped up in one of them cars right now. Hallelujah! My, 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 my God is alive and well. He's not worried about yesterday. He's sure not worried about tomorrow or next year or 20 years down the road. He's got it all mapped out and worked out. Woo, praise God. I'm sorry, folks. That once a while, that pop-off valve, you know. I just Hallelujah. I'm going to do my best here. You watch some of this. That's the reason, after repentance of our sins, we begin to desire more of His presence in, his, in our lives. How many wants the presence of God in your life? How many wants the anointing of God and the favor of God upon you? How many wants say, amen, that loving kindness to be bestowed upon us? Anybody been having church at your house? Yeah, I'd show that devil. I'd get in my bedroom or wherever. Ah, you acting like an idiot. Yeah, the world can reason that if I'm influenced by drugs or alcohol. If they ever experience the Holy Ghost, they'll throw them drugs down. They'll ever experience the Holy Ghost. They'll, they'll, they'll forget that alcohol. They can act like they want to act, amen, but be legal in heaven and on earth. I said be legal in heaven and on earth. And act the way you want to really act. Getting beside yourself. Well, the writer put it this way. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Drugs can't take you there. Alcohol can't take you there. But the Holy Ghost and walking on the church foundation of Jesus Christ can and will. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Somebody going to run that down. That might be money. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe it's empty. Empty. See, when you're empty, uh, uh, God's helping me preach. When you don't have no substance in you, you don't have no real experience of God in you, every wind it blows, it'll cost, cost you to and fall from one extreme to the other. You know why the world is so nervous? Because our fellowship and relationship with God Almighty isn't as secure as they thought it was. But if it's sure and good, amen, with Jesus Christ, He's my keeper. He's my provider. He's my way maker. Hallelujah. He's got this thing. Hallelujah. It didn't catch him by surprise. You know, that's about like, you know, I don't know if Bill Gates got a son or not. But that'd be about like Bill Gates' son. A man had to go to jail because he didn't pay a $20 ticket. That may happen. But that's probably after Daddy done instructed him and bailed him out. Oh, my. <laughs> bailed him out so many times. But otherwise, because of riches he had, you know, you and I, you know good and well, we wouldn't let that happen. You know what, God? It's not God's will that any would perish. That's what the Bible says. That all would come to what? To the knowledge of repentance. Or come to repentance. Not to that, but to repentance. You can't just know about it. you got to experience it. You and I have got to die. 
Amen. That's the beginning of this foundation. That's the very principle of it. That's the very start of it. Amen. Then Peter said, and we know this, Acts 2.38, you've heard it all your life. You can go down to Acts 19.5, and when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is the disciples, amen, of John the Baptist. Amen. But now in Acts the 19th chapter, when Paul addresses them and questions them about their fellowship and relationship and what foundation they own, Found out, wait a minute. We got to redo something. We got to, we got to get baptized right. And not only in water, but in spirit. Hallelujah. One baptism all said and done, but two elements. Water and spirit. Hallelujah. This is the foundation that we're talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. So as you keep moving on there, you're going to see, amen, that repentance and baptism are not what works to earn the Holy Ghost. We cannot earn this gift. This is where the grace of God comes. Amen. By His grace, we're made overcomers in this ungodly world. We live overcoming lives by His grace. By His Spirit that abodes and dwells as, we, as we're led by the Spirit. As we walk in the Spirit. We don't walk in the carnal. We walk in the Spirit. The true Spirit of Jesus Christ. It's a strong foundation. Let's go to that part. We, we read in the Word of God and we have discovered that His desires for our lives. Our obedience to the Word of God provides a solid foundation upon which to build faith. Jesus said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. Hallelujah. So here we learn a few things. Hallelujah. That we're going to learn two things in this particular setting. Let me just go through it briefly. Amen. One of them amen, that shows that we're wise. Not only are we wise and obey Christ's commandments, but we show what our love to Him by obeying and responding unto the Word of God. You take this as the Word of God, not man. Let every man be a liar and God be truth. So regardless of how you're taught and trained and instructed prior to coming to the revelation of this truth by the Word of God. Hallelujah. When the Word of God begins to reveal and, and you begin revelations out of the Word of God, that's the power and that you begin to walk in. And so when you love him and you care for him, this is what you do. So what with a wise man that builds his house, building out of faith on the word of God, it is a secure foundation. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He hadn't forsaken us in this hour that we're living in. He hadn't forsaken us in this moment that we're living in. He's right here with us, walking and guiding and leading, healing and blessing. Hallelujah. How many is praying for homes? Hallelujah. The children's time to stay home now. And some what parents say in one or the other's time to stay home from work. Hallelujah. We're realizing, you know what, that we can do some things that we thought we couldn't do. We're realizing that we can do without some things that we thought we couldn't do without. Hallelujah. God just slowly but surely through this hour, amen, has taken some gods away that give us time, amen, for number one family, number two, amen, him. And not necessarily in that order, but what I'm telling you, God fashioned a family before he ever had a church. Hallelujah. you got to have a family. You get a family that prays together and stays on the sure foundation. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it keeps the elements of the enemy from coming in and destroying the family. That's the reason the devil works hard as he can to divide the family. He would like to go a step further than that and get it where we have so many homosexuals and, and people like that amen, that there wouldn't be a family. Well, I'm, well, well <laughs> I'm outside but it don't matter. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Foolish man, what did he do? He built on sand. No, it takes, it takes effort. It takes time. You know, we could have just went out here and just poured this cement out here on the ground and hope for, you know, ask for God. God sent an angel down here and, and shape this up for us. Huh. Send an angel. Send an angel. 
Do you know what? An angel can't preach this gospel to you. Cornelius, as righteous he was, that his prayers and almsgiving, amen, moved to God of heaven. And God sent him an angel. But the angel couldn't tell him how to be saved. What the angel could do was send him to a minister. Watch this. God was the one that chose the fivefold ministry to edify and to build up the church, the body. That was a God's idea. God was the one that chose the method of preaching. Not foolish preaching, but by the foolishness of preaching. That he that would hear and believe might be saved. Thank God for the preaching of the Word of God. Thank God for ears like yours that can hear the Word of God. And have a heart to respond and to obey it. And to cherish it and to love it. That you're willing to come in times just like this. Willing to, amen, to suffer in those automobiles with the hot sun and all of these things to worship our God. Some, no doubt, would call this foolishness. But yet, they're out on their, their whatever. The states opened up the, the state department where people can go outside and do things. And, oh, it's, it's not too hot to go picnic. It's not too hot to do other things. But, man, I can't believe we're going to go and sit in them hot cars and go to church. I'm glad you don't feel that way. But you consider it a greater honor. I'd rather be here. Amen. And suffer and deal with this. Than be on the best whatever, you know, entertainment that the world's offering or they're involved in this morning. Hallelujah. There's nothing like this. Amen. With God touching us. So, it has to be what founded upon. That that won't move. That time won't move it. Hallelujah. Foundation of sand. Sand is unstable. A platform for a foundation. Amen. It shifts and moves. It doesn't have, have the substance of itself. We can then liken this to those who may know what the Bible teaches. And yet disregard parts of it as unnecessary for their salvation. Notice how the writer put that. It's not an hour to discard what the Bible says. Instructed us. Amen. God intends for us. He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not unto him it's sin. When we have heard the word of God and we know within our own hearts and recesses of our inward being our soul, the spirit of who we are. If we have heard that word and we know it's the word of God, then we are going to be held accountable to obey it and to keep it and to guard it. Hallelujah. To practice it. Hallelujah. To bring us out unto the other side. Storms destroy houses. No Notice the storm was not prevented from either house, the wise man or the foolish man. Storms are going to come. We're facing a storm today. You and I, amen, and all the world is facing this. God didn't exempt the church. He could have. God could have took all of us and drawed a line and said, you know what, I'm not going to let this happen or that happen. But sometimes he just didn't allow that. The just suffers with the unjust. And the unjust, amen, sometimes are blessed because of the just. There's home, some homes, amen, and families, amen, it's is part and is connected of this local assembly and body of believers. And they have been blessed throughout the years because of a faithful spouse, a faithful family that's been committed and dedicated to God so they reap the benefits of that hallelujah praise God that is the truth because that individual amen is built on the sure foundation and by their conversation and by their manner of life their subject are prone amen to win that spouse that's what the word of God has taught us amen if a wife is married an unbelieving or is married to an unbelieving husband or vice versa amen don't say anything about putting away if they desire to say why because they may be won over by the conversation the conversation is actually the life amen the change amen the interchange 
that has taken place and the sure foundation that you build upon and how you face life and circumstances and situations as when the winds blow. Hallelujah. No, we don't tempt God. I don't go out, pick up rattlesnakes and do things of like that. I am promised. Amen. That if I drink any deadly thing that he'll keep me. I am promised. Amen. That he'll see me through unto the end. I don't believe I'll die one minute before God as long as I keep a sound mind. As long as I stay on the right foundation. As long as I don't listen to the wrong voice. As long as I don't listen to, amen, the wrong spirit. Hallelujah. I'm, 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 I'm telling you God's my keeper. He's your keeper. And you'll fulfill every day just like he intends. I believe those days can be added and shortened and they're in the word of God. By what? By obedience. And so same way here. When we obey the Lord as far as the foundation, we can be assured of one thing. Hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to make it through. So as you watch some of this, building on the rock physically gives us what? A sure foundation that the house is never compromised. Even in the greatest storms, there are people who go through horrendous experiences and seem to come out, amen, with their faith, what? Even stronger. How many of you purpose in your heart and spirit, hey, on the outside, on the other side of this, I'm going to be stronger. Hallelujah. I'm going to be closer to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to have more confidence and faith in God than when I started in this. Hallelujah. He's my provider. He's my weight maker. He's my blesser. Hallelujah. I'm going to enter that house with thanksgiving in my heart, with praise and a dance in my feet. I'm going to be thankful, God. I don't, I'm not going to let it just slip by. This is a fourth Sunday, amen, that we've had a together together like this, and we thank God for that. Hallelujah. We really do. We think that our governor and different ones is not shutting us down where we can't do it. But hallelujah, how much more we're going to really appreciate, especially when it gets about July. Oh, that's when the real test is going to come. We may start at six. Hallelujah. And that'll be a test for some of you. <laughs> that's not PM, AM. <laughs> Woo! So you're going to be tested one way or the other. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you know what? I believe we can pass the test. I believe we can be made overcomers. Hallelujah. As we come together and join together, as we encourage one another, God bless you. Amen. There's a lot of scriptures here, hallelujah, that we want to do our best, amen, to try to cover throughout this whole lesson here. The foundation, amen, as we begin to talk about it, what, what's the deal here? You know what? We, we don't want to be tossed to and fro. That we henceforth be no more, what, children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You find that in Ephesians 4 and 14. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time that you need to make your election and calling sure it's now. That's the reason you need to have a daily bread in the Word of God searching out the Scriptures. If there's something, amen, that you're being bugged about is there something enemy, amen, is questioning you about or maybe God is moving on you about. The best thing that you and I can do is begin to search out the Scriptures and see what the Scriptures have to say. Paul bragged on those, amen, that would go home at the nighttime and search the Scriptures and see what he was telling them was true. There's nothing wrong with any preacher ought to be thankful that he's got a congregation that are taking open up the Bible and read the word of God and check him out and make sure he's in the book. Hallelujah, because watch this. I don't care who he is. Hallelujah, I got a lot of scriptures that I can touch. And I know my time's running out, but there's a lot of scriptures. The reason I'm blind, amen, leading the blind, they both fall in the ditch. If you don't want to be blinded about something, you got to have some Bible time. You got to have some scripture time. You got to read it and get a revelation for yourself. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. It's, it's something, you know, about, you know, people can tell you about things, but until you experience it for yourself and gain a revelation for yourself, a lot of times you're not sure. Well, this is what so-and-so says, and this is what, this is how I've been brought up. But until you read it and experience it for yourself, you're really not sure. And so you're subject or pronged, amen, to be persuaded of some other faith and some other way that will get you by. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Eternity's too long. Hell is too hot. Amen. To be playing games with his soul and taking well it might. You can't be, we're not playing horseshoes, sweetheart. Hallelujah. We're not playing, amen, just a little game. Hallelujah. We're playing, amen, about heaven and hell. And we're talking about eternity. And we talk about the years, amen, and all the years to come. And we can't really fathom that. We can't understand that. But I'm telling you, this is a very serious matter when we talk about the foundation itself. What you got to watch for. You know what? He wants us to survive. He wants us. That's what the wise man done. Hallelujah. What did he do? Hallelujah. You know what he done? He anticipated that the worst that could happen. And then he planned accordingly. We began this spiritual journey with the Lord. We should look down the road. Prepare a man for the worst that could happen. If we'll just do that, if we'll just build into our relationships that which will help us survive. When sickness comes, when, when incidents that come in our lives, we can be assured of one thing, that God's going to help us through this. That God's going to see us through this. He knows the beginning from the end. And He has our destiny in His hands. The Bible said that Amen. We're in the palm of his hand. And no man can pluck us out. Singers are going to get ready. I'm going to try to finish up here. I promise you I could keep you another hour. Amen. On this topic. I had not even tried to go through the scriptures I had here this morning. I'd love to take the time to done that. But watch what really begins to happen. We want to survive the storms. We want to overcome the pitfalls. Amen. That may come our way. How are we going to do that with this sure foundation? Anybody ever met anybody that, they call it flipping a lot of times, but renovate houses. They take old houses and renovate them and remodel them and basically, you know, to say they upgrade them or, you know, move and, and, and uh, get them in up to modern times and things of this nature. Um, I, I tell you what, most contractors that, that does any type of remodeling, they're very hesitant huh. Watch this. They're very hesitant about giving you a price. When you pull up on the place and you, you got this old house that's been there from the 70s or 80s, you really don't know what all you're going to run into. Paint can cover up a lot of stuff. A lot of things can be disguised. It's underneath. It's un unseen until you start tearing into the walls. And then all of a sudden you begin to realize that Man, the termites is eating this whole wall up. Rottenness. It's, it's, this house has been leaking for 10 years. This whole, whole side is rotted out. And I said I'd do this for $100 and it's going to take $10,000. Huh. But you know what's the greatest fear above all that? Is when they, they buy a house that maybe was repossessed or something of that nature. And they go into that house and all of a sudden they realize that the foundation's cracking. And giving way and shifting. And the whole corner of the house is down about six inches. And you walk in the house and the sheetrock is cracked. And got big gaps in it. And 
That's the greatest fear. Because they realize there, the chances of fixing that is slim. But if you can, it's, it's awful expensive. Watch this. I'm going to take you back now. That's the reason repentance is so important. That's the reason dying out. And Paul, our apostle, instructed us to die daily. That keeps the foundation from cracking. That keeps the world from eroding under the foundation. I mentioned about... I mentioned about this... this how many of you remember Katrina? Sure you do. I don't know how many of you noticed our ceramic tile in this fellowship hall. Katrina caused that. Believe it or not. There's a crack all the way across this building. That crack is right near, right close. Where we, we actually dug an extra footing. There's actually a beam. A cross beam that goes across with this building. Because that storm was moving this building so much. The pressure. How many remember when we poured this foundation? If you weren't here, you probably, but I was. It was in the middle of July. They had a great host that showed up. But about halfway through this foundation, they burn out. <laughs> they, they, and if I knew what I know now, I'd have stopped them. We'd have formed that thing up and said, y'all done for the day. We're coming back tomorrow. But I didn't know what I know today. <laughs> But we pushed on and we tried our best. And then that cement became, it wasn't what it should have been. And that's, that's what's caused some of this. So th what I'm trying to get you to understand, the foundation is so important. And that's the reason footings, what's this? If you don't dig footings around this foundation and get beneath the surface and get down four or five or six inches, water will begin to erode and come around that, that foundation and begin to cut out from under it. <laughs> I remember, and I'm not going to call their name, but I remember somebody built a house, and I'd never heard of it in all my life. But they came in, and they just piled red dirt up because one side was way higher than the other side. And they just piled red dirt up, and they just went in there and dug down in that red dirt and poured us a footing. And uh, the, the guy called me and said, man, I told him, I said, hey, I ain't never heard that. I said, Lord, I don't know. Said, anyway, I knew a builder in this community had taught building all of his life and everything about it. And so I went to him. I didn't call him. I went to him face to face. I said, man, hey, I know a house being built. I explained to him. He said, I've heard of that. He said, I don't recommend that. I said, I don't either. I said, man, I'd have dug down and put a chain wall. He said, that's what I'd have done. He said, but it'll work. He said, if... If they go on the back side of that, that wall that's built up here now and begin to pile dirt up and put it down and slope it. Amen. To show, so that the water won't erode and wash it out from under it. The world and the devil is doing its best to erode against the church of the living God and the truth that sets us free and makes us free. If it's ever been a time that you and I need to make sure that we're on the sure foundation to making our calling and election sure. And if we haven't experienced this foundation, it's our obligation and responsibility. Amen. I got to took you where it talks about. One place Jesus talks about, we are his vineyard. But the next statement, and we're his building. Each one of us is a building of Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. He is the master builder. Paul called himself a master builder. Amen. And he made it sure. He told all of his, his, his those that heard him. Amen. He said, I'm laying a foundation that no other man can lay. He went on to tell him and he told him twice. He said, if any other man come preaching another Jesus, another, another gospel, or another spirit, or if you receive another spirit, he said, you consider him a curse. He said, though we are an angel that comes from heaven preaching any other gospel than this gospel, the gospel that you read about in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He went to the Romans as he preached to them and talked to them and how his heart longed for them to be saved. But even there, whenever he begins to talk about how to be saved, he said, how can you be saved without the gospel? And how can you hear the gospel without a preacher? you got to have a preacher to hear the gospel. The spirit and attitude that our world's getting, that they can save themselves, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Hallelujah. That's not of God. you got to have a preacher in your life. you got to have a place where you gather together. And that's going to be one of the greatest challenges we're going to face, amen, when this is over with. It's getting everybody together back together. Not satisfied to sit at home and watch in front of their computer screens or whatever other method they got. There's something about coming together and joining together. And that we won't let up. I'm thankful that you're not. I'm not worried about you. But I'm telling you, as far as the world and the society around us, they're looking for an easier way to get to heaven. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not an easy way. It's a right way. And it's going to cost you. And if you're not willing to make the sacrifice and pay the price, you will not make it. I can promise you this. Watch this. If you're going to put money anywhere and build a house, you better put it in the foundation. If you're going to cut corners anywhere, it better not be in the foundation. You can rebuild walls pretty easy. You can put a new roof on. But it's not an easy thing to lay another foundation and rebuild a foundation. <laughs> oh, I'm thankful this morning for the foundation. They're going to begin to sing, we need a miracle. I hope you understood what I asked. We're going to do this. Don't gather up. We're going to stay. We're staying eight, we're staying eight foot apart. We got some sticks up here. We don't know what eight foot is. We got a sticks up here. I just want you to just kind of just, 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 blood. Don't, you don't have to hang around or nothing. Just kind of walk through the house of God. I think it'd do you good. You ain't been there in a month. Unless you come on your own. <laughs> just kind of, as, as they play and sing, sing what they were singing a while ago, it'd be fine. But I want to give you an opportunity just kind of, just come and gather here. Let Brother Barry and them kind of direct you and lead you through. Now, if you don't want to, I'm not putting pressure on you. I, I understand. That's fine. It ain't like that. This is just if you'd like to. Maybe you'd like to just walk through the house of God and give Him some glory and praise and honor. There's nothing like the house that's been prepared to worship Him in. Now, the greater house is you and I. You and I. It's earthen vessels of this living God. I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for being here. God bless you. God bless you, singers.
the presence of the Lord today that's your hand that's your presence that's your love it's in times like this that that love can manifest itself so in our lives our hearts our souls thank you instrument players singers what an awesome job you've done this morning thank you church for coming and being faithful and I ask you just be continue to be faithful continue to lift up one another brother Barry receive your offering this morning if you haven't already given it uh, cleaning offering I know we had been doing it but I think it'd be a good thing to pay them anyway praise God if government can pay us we can pay them hallelujah and if you don't want to that's fine I'll do it I don't mean I don't I don't mean that by that either I'm just I just think it'd be a good thing to do it but anyway praise God so we do love you this morning appreciate you let's pray I think we're getting close that they can release us and let us gather together but Folks, let's really pray. Let's pray for our government. Let's pray the right decision to be made. We don't want this thing to relapse by no means whatsoever. That's like getting the pneumonia or the flu and relapsing with it. It's far worse. So let's pray. That's our obligation. We've been called on to do that. Let's do it with love and respect. Wasn't it great just to walk in the house of God? It was good to see you come through there. God bless your heart. My, my, the touch of the Lord in our lives, the touch of the Holy Ghost touch of Jesus. That's what this is all about. Love you. Appreciate you. I would tell you congregate love one another, but we just can't do it yet. But oh, when we can. God help us. God help us. God bless you. Brother Barry's coming. He's done got it. He's done gave most. So if you got something, just bring it to him. How about that? Or give it to Sister War or me or whoever. God bless you.